Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. Happy day, happy day, happy day. Morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in time and space. I hope you're having a beautiful day. What's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. So happy to have you here. Today's episode is a powerful one, and it's actually coming out at a very, very timely moment in time and space. Following my interview last week with Nicholas Walker, which was such a powerful conversation. And in that conversation, Nick and I talked a lot about spiritual practice and our spiritual practices and our meditation practices and so on. And it actually worked out that a couple weeks later, I was teaching a workshop in my collective, Emily the Medium, the collective, the membership platform that I run on how to build a powerful spiritual practice. Because I have really, you know, as I've spoken about and as I spoke about in my episode with Nick and in previous episodes, my spiritual practice is so sacred to me and so special to me and just such a massive part of my life that I really don't know. I mean, I would be okay without it, but would I be my most optimal, connected, happiest, most joyful self? Maybe not. And so I really wanted to share some of my perspectives and teachings on spiritual practice and the importance of it, doing some myth-busting on what it actually means to have a spiritual practice, as well as some pillars to building your own spiritual practice. So if you are someone out there who has maybe struggled to find a groove with your practice, maybe you've tried to meditate for a few days and then it just doesn't stick, maybe you can't find a form of practice or meditation that you enjoy, wherever you land on the spectrum, whether you already have a spiritual practice that you're into or you're looking to enhance your spiritual practice to be more powerful and so that it can meet your needs on a deeper level, then this episode is for you. I had a lot of fun talking to the members of my collective about this topic and I could really talk about it all day because I really feel, and I've been saying this since the end of 2019, that these next couple years, not just 2020, 2021, but 2022, 2023, 2024 are really going to require us to have tools and to use them. And in my opinion, the best way that we can do that is with a spiritual practice. So this episode is to do with all things building a spiritual practice. I'm curious to hear if you have any breakthroughs while listening to this episode. I'm curious to hear if you got inspired about how you want to change or edit your current spiritual practice. So please feel free to share with me as always. Before we get into today's episode, I want to chat with you for a moment about my friend Christina the Channel and her podcast. So I've 
talked quite a bit about Christina on the podcast here. Some of you have also listened to my interview with Christina on her show. She is just absolutely incredible, and I love every single piece of her and every single piece of what she speaks about. There's truly not one thing that she talks about on her podcast that is not relevant to me and and to a lot of you as well. Christina actually has put out some incredible, I mean, she's always, like I say, she's always putting out such amazing content, but one of the episodes that has been the most valuable to me in the last couple of weeks is Christina recorded an episode on productivity and how she gets so much done. And oh my God, you guys, this episode was amazing. It changed my life. I haven't even told her that yet. So Christina, if you're listening to this, your episode on productivity changed my life, girl. So I recommend that you head on over to Christina the Channel's podcast. The link is in the show notes. Have a listen. Listen to all her episodes, but especially the one on productivity and how she gets so much stuff done. There were so many actionable things that I implemented almost immediately that have changed the way that I work and how I am starting to be able to get as much done as Christina. Hint, one of those things involves time bending with your guides, which has been so cool. Perhaps I'll talk about this in a future episode. Anyway, moral of the story, go check out Christina the Channel's podcast. It's amazing. Love it so much. I know you will too. And enjoy this episode on how to build a powerful spiritual practice. This is our building your social practice workshop, which I'm really excited about because I think this is an important topic. And we don't really know, you know, I remember when I was first kind of starting to build my own spiritual practice and I was like, what does it do? I don't really, I didn't know. It was like, you gotta have a practice. And I was like, but what, what should I be doing? And I was just confused of, you know, and then I would kind of like, Somebody would say, oh, you should do this. I do this and you should do it. And so I would try on, you know, the other person's thing. And maybe it was good. Maybe it wasn't. But it wasn't really chosen by me. I was kind of just amalgamating whatever people were telling me to do. Do this meditation. Do this thing. Try that. Try this. And it was never really mine. I never really created it. And so one of the most powerful things I ever did was I made my spiritual practice mine and I built it and I created it for me and my needs and what I need on a day-to-day basis. So wherever you're at, as always, I'm going to try and speak to everybody's experience. The first concept that I want to just communicate is if there's one kind of core reason why someone's maybe not staying as consistent on their spiritual practice is because it's a view of like something I have to do. I got to get it done. Got to get it in. I got to do it. And if I don't do it, then I'm going to, you know, feel guilty or bad or not feel as good as I could or this kind of thing. So I really think that the first thing is we're talking about our practice, our daily practice, our spiritual practice is this is something that I get to do. This is for me. This is a way that I can feed myself and nourish myself um, with time and breath and, you know, whatever your practice looks like. Yeah, I get to do my spiritual practice, which I think is actually just a good kind of way of a reframe in general of, you know, the things that we, and sometimes we might have to work a little bit harder at reframing it. <laughs> like there are some things that feel like a have to, um, hopefully there's not many, but there may be some things that really feel like a have to like doing taxes or, you know, getting your receipts together or whatever it is. Right. But when we actually start just in general, if we can move through the world with a, I get to do this, I'm excited to do this. I'm willing to do this. It really changes 
I find how much energy we can generate to interact with the, whatever it is, the thing that we're doing, because when we see it as a have to, or an obligation or a supposed to, or like this thing, I got to do this automatically our energy that we can generate to do the thing is like diminished by however much. So whenever it is that you're doing that, whether that's in the morning, afternoon, evening, midday, yes, I get to do my spiritual practice. I'm so excited to devote this time to myself. I get to do my meditation. I get to do my yoga. I get to do my journaling, whatever. Um, and this is why it's so important to create a spiritual practice that, that really works for you personally. So for example, just in my own experience, when I first committed to doing a daily spiritual practice, again, I was kind of like amalgamating just what was like the hot thing of the day, you know, or the hot thing of the week or the month or the year um, of like this kind of meditation or this, or I'm doing this right now and I'm, it's so powerful for me. And I'll be like, Ooh, yeah, give me that. Um, I want to do that. And a lot of it had to do with kind of classic meditation where it was like, you sit down on the pillow and you breathe and you clear the mind, which just never worked for me. It was never effective. I was never able, like if I was able to get to kind of like a zero neutral point in the mind, it lasted for like 30 seconds. And then I was back to thinking about, you know, what the Kardashians were doing on the, the show later that day or something like this. You know, it was just very fleeting. Any kind of like, oh, yes, any fleet, any any moment of like bliss or, or connection was very fleeting. And so that worked for a while, but I started to get frustrated by it and bored. I was just bored. And again, I had that have to kind of attitude. And, you know, I think there's sometimes in our life when we're just like things are just going on and it's not accessible for us to do it for a period of time or whatever the case may be. But we can also look at it from the perspective of when we are the busiest or the most stressed or the most crunched for time, then that's actually when we need to be doubling down on the spiritual practice even more um, and, and kind of grounding into it even more. So it's not like, you know, and this is a thing. It's what I see a lot, a, a lot of the time people's spiritual practice like last on the list. It's often the first thing to go. So if they're if they're in a time crunch and their spiritual practice is like, you know, last on the list, it's usually the first thing to fall off, um, which is, you know, that's how it was for me too. I was kind of just like, all right, this isn't working. I'm going to give up for a little bit. So this is where I discovered Kundalini yoga meditation. It's fresh. It's exciting. I'm doing something different. It's not the same. I'm actually able to think that those kind of moments of connection are not fleeting. They're consistent and they actually last throughout the day. And so it was really powerful for me. And so I worked it into my practice. That was my kind of personal tool of choice, but it may not be yours and that's okay. So time, oh, time, time, time. Yeah. This is like, I don't have time. Um, and I get it, you know, we're busy, like we got stuff to do. We're working, we're moving through the world. Earth is crazy and it's getting increasingly crazier. And so the time thing is a big piece. And again, it kind of comes back to what I was saying about being the last thing on the list when really we could say that the time we take for ourselves, it's nice if it's the first thing on the list, you know, and I've talked about this before to some people and they say, well, I feel selfish, you know, especially if they have families, um, I feel selfish having that time. And I just, and again, that's another thing we want to reframe because you showing up for yourself consistently in, in a really steady way every day and doing the same kind of thing or the same practice more or less every day so that you can be 
a better, clearer, more loving, more grounded, more powerful, capable human being, that's the least selfish thing you could ever do. That is the least selfish thing. It's, it's allowing you to show up in your wholeness. Maybe you only need five minutes. Maybe you only need 10 minutes to kind of get to a grounded, clear kind of neutral point. Maybe you're like, no, I need a, I need a good 45 minutes, that kind of thing. So you work with what you got. You work with the time that you have. And again, that time might fluctuate day to day. Sometimes I take longer. Sometimes I take shorter. Sometimes, um, like just for example, I have this one little yoga set that I do every morning. And basically you can either do like a minute and 30 per exercise or three minutes per exercise. And so some days I choose a minute 30 because that's just what I got. And that's what I'm working with. And some days I choose three minutes because I actually do have a little bit more time. Maybe you have a day that you got a bit longer to commit. You can extend the time. So yeah, you work with what you got. You can really make anything a spiritual practice. Like we could get all fancy, you know, we could get fancy, we could do this, we could put the thing on, we could, you know, but, but really anything can be a spiritual practice. If you decide that it is the thing that we tend to kind of fall into is like the guilt sort of shame trap. Like, oh, I didn't do it. And that's just where we, we don't want to go because again, that's kind of into the have to territory. And that's into the like shaming ourselves because we didn't do this kind of thing, right? So from more of the routine perspective. So again, this is not a have to, but this is kind of a, um, if we're looking to infuse some really sacred routine. So like some kind of, and again, however you frame it, however you look at it, whether that's your steady spiritual practice is every time you lay down for an, a midday nap, when you really know your body's asking for sleep, that is your spiritual practice for that exact moment. If we're just present with that and we're kind of going, like you're laying down and being like, this is my you know, spiritual practice for the day. And then that can kind of be the sacredness or the, the, the routine kind of sacredness in that process. But whatever you're doing for that, whatever that looks like for you is like one of the most beautiful, powerful gifts you can give yourself. And I think a lot of people are interested of having a beautiful, consistent, easy connection to a higher power and to, you know, our soul and however you want to say that on a daily basis. And so that's all included. Like the, the way that we can get there is through the, the sacredness of our practice or the sacredness of our routine. And again, whether that's active and you're sitting down and you're doing a meditation, whether it's a bit more fluid or abstract and you're dancing and as you're dancing, like, and you're moving your body to the music, you get this, like you're rocked with an insight that you were waiting for as you're moving, you know? So it's kind of like active versus, you know, actively kind of focus routine versus a bit more fluid or abstract. Um, but I really feel like the spiritual practice of some kind is really important now. Um, it definitely helps you feel, you know, some degree of normalcy in some turbulent times. And it's kind of like, if you know, if everything's changing around you and there's not a lot of consistency or certainty, but you know that every day you're going to dedicate some time, or if it's not a dedicated time, it's more of a, a kind of a fluid thing, but you know that you have that throughout your day then the way you relate to the world is just so different. So consistency is great, but you do your best. You know, this is my thing. I'm like, you just do your best, do your best. And you know, I, this is what I was taught in my, in my yoga training and things like that. You just do your best and you don't, you might not be perfect. You might fall and, you know, mess it up or this kind of thing, but you just start again. You don't fall into the, the shame or the guilt for missing the thing or we're not doing it or because that's just a waste of energy. We just start again 
every day is day one. Oh, I missed my meditation. All right, here we go. Day one. I'm on like my 45th day one here, but it's okay. Also, I really find that a short period of time of really beautiful focus practice can be so much more powerful than like an hour of like, I'm doing this. I don't really have the energy to do it, but I'm doing it. So again, it's like, yeah, it's a longer time, but what's more powerful? What's actually moving the needle forward or what's making us feel better? Because that's what matters. We want to feel better and more vibrant and more clear and more grounded. Like what's important for you to feel throughout the day? If you're somebody in a really high stress job or work environment, then it's probably pretty important to you that your brain is like functioning at a high level and it's able to process incoming information and data, right? Maybe it's really important for you to laugh and, and, and have joy throughout your day. And like, that's how you want to feel. And so, you know, you're, you're inserting practices that help you kind of don't be so serious and like shake your body around a little bit and not take yourself so seriously. Right. So it's like, how do you want to feel? And then you can kind of work backwards from there as well. So like for me, like that clarity of mind, not only clarity of, of brain, but also just like energetic kind of clarity is, is super important. It's like a full-time job in and of itself. And so I have to make sure that I'm doing things that support that and support how I want to feel in that way. So that's also important. Like if you're looking to kind of edit your spiritual practice a little bit or, or add, um, how do I want to feel? And so what I mean by this is you're honoring and devoting energy and acknowledgement almost to yourself and to the greater kind of power that is supporting you. So personally, this is kind of like what mine sounds like is every morning before I get out of bed, I say thank you to my guides, angels, ancestors, healers, and teachers for guiding me and supporting me always. I love you. I thank you. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. And I bless myself. What it allows me to do is really be in gratitude. And like I'm saying, I'm saying the thank you. Thank you. Thank you for guiding me. Thank you for supporting me not just on the days that are great and they're going my way, but also on the days that are not so great and they're not going my way. Devotion is really powerful. So I really feel, and this is like just my perspective and my opinion that some form of breath, even if that's just, again, maybe after your, before you do your devotion kind of invocation, you, and then you, and then you do it. Like it doesn't have to be, there's no crazy, but you take a conscious breath. I think that breath's really powerful. If we feel stuck, we feel foggy, confused, we move our breath and, and really like go, like, I almost feel like if what, one thing that I do, if I'm feeling kind of a particularly uh, uncomfortable emotion, I literally direct breath into wherever that emotion is sitting. So like if that's in the chest, if it's in my chest, and it's kind of really tight up in here. I'll focus on directing breath into my chest. Or if I got kind of a funny, you know, anxiety in the stomach, I'll focus on directing breath into the stomach. So you can actually like direct your breath and make it go places that you want it to go. So, and exercise. I want to talk about exercise because anybody who has complicated history with exercise, I used to treat exercise as something to punish myself. So I really had to do a lot of work of, you know, rewriting that. Like now, still every time I'm like, go for a run, all right, got to do it because, you know, you deserve, you deserve the pain um, of the exercise. So, but exercise can be a really powerful form of spiritual practice. It's not my favorite form of spiritual practice, but it is a form of spiritual practice. Like 
the people who are like, I've got to go for a run and clear my head, you know, like that's a, that's very much them in their practice of what they know that they need. Just shaking the body out. And also one thing I want to say is that all of these don't have to happen on top of each other, right? So you don't have to do the devotion plus the breath, plus the movement, plus the process, which we'll talk about in a second. Maybe you'll do the process in the morning and the breath throughout the day and the movement in the evening and the devotion in the morning and in the evening, you know, so you just work with it. And then lastly, the process. Sometimes we just need to get things out. Sometimes the meditation and even the movement is like, basically we're kind of working with it within ourselves or working on it within our own kind of bodily experience. And it's very powerful. I heard someone say this once a couple of years ago, and it's always stuck with me that when we take pen to paper and we write something down that we need to get out that the pen is actually like, it's almost like the words are flowing down our arm through the hand, out through the tip of the pen. And the pen is like an acupuncture adjustment. That the pen is like an acupuncture needle. If you've ever had an acupuncture, you know what I'm talking about. That goes into the body and it moves the energy around. And the pen does the same thing when it goes to paper. And I always just like, that always stuck with me. And I was like, why do I feel so much better after like writing this three sentences down that were bugging me all day? Because it's an, it's literally an energetic acupuncture adjustment that you're getting, you're allowing something to come out and maybe just have a better understanding of it by getting it out of just the mind or whether than just if it's just existing within the body. So process. I was never a huge journaler. I would like keep a diary for three days and I would have all these diaries that just went to die. Um, <laughs> like 19 diaries and only like the three first, it, there was only three entries in each diary. So, you know, journaling is, is something for me that it's not like my first thing that I go to, I will probably go to breath first. I'll probably go to movement first. And then I kind of think of writing things down last. You kind of have to write the first couple sentences, let it be a little bit mechanical and feel a little bit awkward. And then just, it starts to kind of transform into, you're actually just writing whatever the pen is guiding you to write or whatever your heart is guiding you to write. You don't have to perform for anybody. Let your life be a living spiritual practice. Spiritual practice isn't just happening when we're on our mat or on a pillow or meditating. It's life is a spiritual practice. Like living life as a human being is a spiritual practice. It's, it is. So how can we make our life an everyday devotion practice? Everything that we're doing is a spiritual practice, a devotion practice. It's a breath practice. It's a movement practice. It's a processing practice, this kind of thing. Let your life be that.